Welcome to the Pageant Cast, your home for beauty pageant news and interviews on the internet. This is Stevie Riddle, Beauties of America's Teen 2005, and you are listening to the only podcast dedicated to beauty pageants, the Pageant Cast, with your host, Tim Kretschmann. Thank you, and welcome to the new Pageant Cast. How do you like our new opening? I like it. I'm really excited. And we've got a lot of great stuff on today's program. Today's program is an interview with Miss International Sarah Wall. That's coming up on today's program. Like to do a little housekeeping though first. Now we are looking for volunteers to help us out here at the Pageant Cast. Drop us an email at pageantcast at yahoo.com and let's see what we can do together. Particularly what we do need is local pageant news. We need help getting guests put on the program. So if you could give us an email, pageantcast at yahoo.com. Also, if you're a director or a local title holder, whatever, send us an email at pageantcast at yahoo.com. We'll look over our schedule, see what we can put together. If you would like to leave us feedback and be heard here on the Pageant Cast, it's easy to do. Just give us a call at TKPN Hotline. It's 206 339 TKPN. That's 206-339-8576. Long distance charges do apply, and yes, we allow words of encouragement to local beauty pageant contestants as well on the line, and we may start playing those here on the pageant cast. So please start burning up those telephone lines. Also, that's the number if you are faxing press releases, fax it to 206-339-8576. It uh, takes voicemail and faxes. You can call anytime, day or night. It's just an answering service. Remember, we're on the podcast pickle at pickle number 10128. Please mark us as a favorite. You can listen to us right on the pickle, or you can subscribe to it easily enough. If you use iTunes, click on our simple link right at http slash slash www.tkpnpodcast.com, and you will get each new episode completely free of charge. I'd like to remind you also to stay subscribed. That's the best way to get each and every pageant cast as it comes out. Now, I have mentioned in past pageant casts that we're talking to a number of the Miss International pageant title holders. That would include Mrs. International and Miss International Teen, all coming on the program in the weeks to come. We also have confirmed our interview with Danielle Dembski. You'll really want to tune in for that one. That is Miss Arizona USA. She has a game show network job coming up. She's been on numerous TV specials and has a part in a movie. So we're going to be talking to Danielle Dembski in the near future. Watch for that out on the feed on the pageant cast. How can you make sure you don't miss any of these great interviews? Subscribe to the feed. It's easy to do. Just go on out to tkpnpodcast.com, follow the instructions, and you'll be all set. And now we're all set for our interview with Sarah Wall, Miss International 2005. 
It's time for another great interview on the TKPN Podcasting Network. Well, we'd like to welcome to the pageant cast today, Miss International 2005, Sarah Wall. Hello, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic, and I'm really excited to have you here on the pageant cast today. Where are you calling us from today? Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. I'm calling from my home state, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, that's a <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Yeah, you betcha. Well, I'm from Milwaukee. I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, so, yeah, I speak Uper. Uper. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I, have you been following the Olympics and the curling team that's all I from Minnesota? Have. <laughs> I have our superstars. We have something like 30 Olympians from Minnesota, I think, out of 200 or so Olympians. Isn't that right? That's yeah. Yeah, it's something like that. I know that uh, Wisconsin, we have a number of speed skaters because we have a speed skating rink right here in Milwaukee, actually, where they train. But I know Minnesota, the entire curling teams were both from somewhere, I believe, in the northern part of the state. That's right. So that's pretty exciting. Have you been cheering them all on? I have been. We consider the curlers our very distant cousin. I actually coach figure skating for a living really do during the day yep i'm miss international uh whenever it comes up and every weekend and then during the week i teach 18 of my own skaters so miss international is kind of like your secret identity like a it superhero is. thing it is <laughs> exactly you run into the phone booth and <laughs> on with the tiara, and off I go. Off you go, exactly. Now, <laughs> what, what drew your interest in the Miss International pageant? Well, that's an easy question. About three years ago, I actually got dared into competing in a pageant, was how I got started in the whole business. And uh, that was the America system, and I have utmost respect for the America system. And that's when I really developed my platform, which is called Dyslexia, A Beautiful Difference because I myself am quite dyslexic. Mm. And I really was raised with a very positive understanding of dyslexia. And so I really enjoyed my experience in the America system and developing a platform and really seeing the fruits of that. And then, about two years later, in 2005, Mm -hmm. uh, this new system called the Miss International System it's its inaugural year was 2005, and I thought, wow, I could really get behind that because this is such a platform-centered pageant. The Miss International system, not very uh, familiar with how they, what their judging criteria mm-hmm. is? What is it exactly? It has a very, very high percentage based on interview, private interview, and on-stage interview. Okay. And how well you're able to communicate your actual plans for your year of service. I think that's just so fascinating, so extraordinary about this pageant. And there's not a talent competition which which differentiates it and places, again, the percentage of points based on interview and platform. And then also we have an aerobic wear competition in response to the politically correct movement towards swimsuit competition. Now there's three age groups, I, I believe. There's the teen and you're in the Miss, and then there's a Misses as well, correct? That's correct. That's correct. It started with the Misses category. Okay. And then the teen pageant was started, I believe, three years ago. Don't quote me on that. 
and then the myth. Oh was, no! Don't worry. There's just you know thousands of people listening. Like, don't worry. It's, it's just, just between us. All among friends who right. have the facts in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then the myth was started this year, in 2005. Okay. Now, Miss International. Are there locals associated with Miss International at this time? Like the USA system, we start at the state level currently, and then. From there, once you win the state level, then you go on to compete at Miss International, which combines all countries, and then the 50 United States. If somebody wants more information on that, I believe the website is what? www.missinternational.us, is that correct? That's correct. Oh, hey, good memory, huh? Yeah, very good. Now, how have pageants personally benefited you? You know how everybody says when you serve other people, you end up receiving more than you had ever anticipated. And I think that's so true about how I've had a chance to speak to groups about dyslexia and speak to parents and to children in the midst of their struggles and bring to them what experience, what positive experience I've had with my own dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And I think that pageants just do such a wonderful job of getting you in the door where you have the opportunity to share a personal story. And it's, it's so much easier to approach a group with a title like that, it's enough of a draw that it can be that door opener for real social change. Now, can you tell us a little bit more? Well, I'm asking a question. I know that you can. Tell us a little bit more about dyslexia. What, what is that exactly? Absolutely. People don't know that much about it, and what's amazing is how common it is. It's, it, researchers are now saying that it could be as many as one out of five people could have some degree of dyslexia that may not be a high degree but could have some degree of it and that's that's almost like 10 10 million children 10,000 children wow. in the US alone now what dyslexia is is an interesting way the brain is wired okay it's kind of how i describe it to people and there are so many different kinds of brains in this world we we often just think of you know, nature, there's great variety in nature. And then we would think that there's only one type of brain. No, there are many different kinds of brains. And the dyslexic brain tends to struggle in the areas that we know of with reading and writing and spelling. But the same brain is actually rather gifted in spatial reasoning, in 3D imaging, in the artistic fields. And so it's really this trade-off of weaknesses and gifts like every single brain has. Now, that positive information can really save a child when they're in the midst of their struggle. And that was my story, is that I had peers, I had a mother, I had a tutor who would never let me look at my dyslexic brain as less than, but instead focused it on its gifts. Now, do they know what causes this to be different from other people? It's a hereditary trait. Okay, so you're born with it, it isn't? You are, yep, and it's it's a natural thing, it's a natural occurring thing, and again, that's the point that I'm trying to get across to people, is that it's not damaged, it's not less than, it's different, and it's just a brain that functions and perceives differently. Now, is this also where uh, a child, or or an adult actually, that they're looking at a word and the letters seem to be in a different order? That is true. Okay. 
all children do that eventually in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So transpose some letters and that kind of thing. And that, that tends to be the most common thing that we associate with dyslexia. Right. Uh, that's not the number one key. Mostly it's just that, that it's a brain that's just not wired well to work with uh, reading, writing, and spelling. And so it has a very hard time memorizing certain functionings of those three areas. Before a kid can read, write, or spell, how do you know if if your child has dyslexia? And I I would guess that with dyslexia, to to deal with this, early detection would be a key part of it. That is my number one goal right now is to get that message across, and I thank you so much for bringing that up. It's things that you can look for early on. Dyslexic children tend to be delayed in speech. They tend to have a difficulty with rhyming, originally, and they tend to just show a lack of interest in reading, where some children are very interested in how can I read this book myself, mm-hmm. and the dyslexic child, just because they're going to struggle with it, of looking at this book and trying to figure out what's going on, they're going to avoid learning to read. So those are some three keys that you can look for, even before kindergarten. And this would be a true not wanting to read, just uh, not being upset that they're given something not age-appropriate, this would be like giving them a comic book and they don't want to read it either, correct? Right. Yeah. That's, that's very true, and, and I think as a parent, you know your child, and the thing about dyslexia is that you can usually, it's so unexpected from a very intelligent child. Uh, dyslexic individuals tend to be of average or above average intelligence, and so that unexpected key Here's a child who's very curious about all things and enjoys learning, mm-hmm. but in this one area is showing great resistance and and a slow uh, pace of picking these gifts up of reading and writing and spelling. That's a key to look for. Okay. Now, as Miss International, are you able to get into schools and that sort of thing to talk about this? <laughs> That's been one of my favorite things so far has been going into schools, and I've gone into public schools here in, in Minnesota. And then I'm also headed off to Nova Scotia, Canada, I'm speaking to a school specifically for children with learning disabilities up there. And then I'm also, I've been to the Kildonan School out in uh, New York, and I'm going down to Dallas soon to speak to an, more schools down there. Besides schools, I really enjoy speaking to mothers of preschoolers organizations, and rotaries and that kind of thing is such. Sounds like a lot of exciting travel involved with being Miss International. It is. It is. It's, it's a wonderful chance with a travel allowance to really accomplish what you hope to accomplish. That's fantastic. Now, you're in Minnesota, so that would make your home theme park Valley Fair, if memory... Uh... <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, you didn't think I actually would know something like that. That's right, and I've been there many times, so we can we can talk about this. Yeah, let's see now. Roller coasters in a in that park is it Shivering Timbers there? I I can't recall if that's the one that's there. And I'm doing this without having a web browser open. My web browser okay, okay, crashed before I came. Okay, I'll name my favorites for you, okay? Okay, please. There's Wild Thing. Okay. There is the Excalibur. Okay. And there's the Corkscrew. Oh. Tim, have we been on these? I have not been out there yet. No? Why? I, I was hoping for an invitation. Oh, that would be my pleasure. <laughs> 
you and Miss International. We'll go. We'll go together. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> sounds like sounds like an outing. You know, actually, there's another podcaster that comes from Minnesota that does a roller coaster program, and his home park is Valley Fair. Ah. It's called In the Loop. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it actually exists out there, and uh, he's he's got quite a popular roller coaster program. I I think I must join. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So tell us, okay, memory serves. It was somewhere in Chicago, like near O'Hare, that the uh, Miss International pageant was held. That's right. I believe it was specifically in Skokie, which is a suburb of Chicago. Illinois. I know the area well. My brother actually lived very close to that for a while. Really? Yeah, oh. well, you know, Milwaukee people, we we trade with Chicago from time to time. Uh, we trade go. people. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Everybody does their time in, in either city, huh? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. You know, they, they say one of the hardest things to do is to get somebody to move to Chicago to take on a new job. But the very hardest thing to do is to get them to leave Chicago oh. for another job. <laughs> That's an old Windy City line. Uh. So what was it like winning Miss International there in Chicago? It was so unreal. It was just so unreal, and it was just such an honor. Because you get to know the girls around you, the women you compete with, mm-hmm. and you hear their stories, and you hear what they've done with their platforms. Right. And... By by actual pageant time, you think <coughs> I'd be happy with any one of these women winning, and so to have won is just such an honor, and that keeps me going through the year. Also, it's becoming worthy of winning that title when I know that so many wonderful women were up for the same title. Well, I'm sure they're all very proud of the job that you've done, Sarah, this year as Miss International. And we want to thank you to come, for coming on the show, even under the weather. And <laughs> thank you. Though, you, you know, <laughs> this time of year in the Midwest, people that aren't Midwesterners don't know that you're just constantly skating on the edge of getting a cold <laughs> or not getting a cold. It's just back and forth. That's it. I think that should be my platform next year is raising awareness of <laughs> <laughs> Of the teetering cold, I think that's so true. Well, you have long days at the skating rink, I would guess as well. That can't help. Well, if that's is that a myth or is that reality about cold weather? What people say about cold weather and how that gives you cold. I I think it's a reality. I really oh, then do. I'm doomed. Then I'm doomed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Sarah, for coming on the program, and we wish you lots of success in spreading your platform throughout the country. And uh, we hope everything goes great for you this year. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Such a joy to be with you. Thank you. There's a new show out there all about podcasting. It's called Today in Podcasting, your one source for podcasting news. Hear what's really going on in the podcasting universe today in podcasting. You'll hear podcasting news, podcast discussions, promos, and more today in podcasting. Hosted by podcasting legends Gary Leland from PodcastPickle.com, Jeff, formerly of This and That with Jeff and Pat, and Mike Gould of PodCheck.com. Each week today in podcasting will feature guest hosts, the movers, shakers, and newsmakers of podcasting. 
whether you're a podcast listener or a pod producer, you won't want to miss this show. Today in podcasting. For more information, go to podcastpickle.com, Podcast Pickle page four. Once again, to subscribe or listen to Today in Podcasting, go to podcastpickle.com, Pickle page four. Today in podcasting, because you'll want to know what's coming tomorrow. Wasn't that a great interview? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed having that interview. It was a lot of fun. Hey, remember to give us a call, 206-339-8576. That's 206-339-TKPN. Check us out at our website, tkpnpodcast.com. And stay subscribed. And until next time, Tierra Dreams. Please visit TKPN at our website, www.tkpnpodcast.com. You've been listening to a TKPN production.